All right, let's go show you some pictures. Sure, yeah. So, let's see, some of these. Is this your room, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. Oh, look at all this art. Isn't that fun? These are, this was probably elementary. Uh-huh. Um, again, you can tell that there's, he's not the sole artist by any means. This one here, um, he did this spring with, with Mary, and she said, she was very adamant that his hand was on the paintbrush the whole time. For, and for Jonathan, as you can tell, with his sporadic movements, that's just not something that's mm -hmm. done frequently and long enough. What is, I don't know what this is, I'm sorry. It's okay. It, it's, it's, it's a piece of equipment that will help us lift Jonathan when we can no longer lift him. I'm gonna make it work. I see. Have, have, you, have you actually ever used, used it? I have used it, and I know at some point I'll have to use it, just because I'm getting older and He's 80 pounds, and um, but when we're trying to get ready in the morning, it's much easier just to <laughs> hoist him back and forth. Some of the caregivers that will come, I'm sure, won't be able to lift him. I mean, I can't have that expectation because it's not fair. <laughs> just because I do it doesn't mean I can expect that of a caregiver. This is Exited, a podcast about growing up and trying to find a place where you belong when you've been told your whole life that you're different. I'm Karen Shikurji. I'm a reporter with WXXI in Rochester, New York. People like Jonathan Jackson tend to have an entourage. An entourage can consist of professionals and family members who support someone with disabilities in all kinds of ways. In Jonathan's life, that group includes his father Bob, mother Barbara, brother James, and lots of advocates. As children grow up, families have to confront questions like, what will adulthood look like for them? Who will lead their future entourage? In this episode, we're bringing you the story of one family, the Jacksons. You're going to hear from Barb and her two sons, James and Jonathan, and just a little bit from me. Yeah, we're good with that. What do you think? Is it okay if I share my perspective? Yes or no? And that was a yes. I think when Jonathan was born, I never wanted him to be forced into a group home situation because I thought that's not how the rest of us live. But as he has grown and, um, I mean, he wants to live with friends. He wants, doesn't want to live with mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> my relationship to my brother, he's, I mean, it's just me and him for the kids of the house and I guess we're we're growing up and we'll be out soon. 
get the motto of change is good. <laughs> Just have to find the joy in whatever that change is. So, huh, and that's what we do best. Right? Yes or no? Pretend that you can't talk. Okay, so if you can't talk, then what do you do? But you understand everything, so then you rely on your other senses. Jonathan sees, so really look at his eyes. It's kind of a foreign language. You learn how to, to interpret foreign languages best you can if you're in a foreign country. And so he's kind of that same way. You can see if he's happy. You can see if he's sad angry, upset, whatever, or if he's like totally bored or enjoying himself. And also we have a basic method of communicating with him. Um, I'm pretty sure I came up the, with this when I was like six or seven years old. Um, we, you would ask him a yes or no question and then you'd hold out two hands and you say yes or no with your two hands and then ask whatever and he'll, he'll wave out his arm and pick yes or no it's kind of cool actually because he does understand that and you think that you that was your invention <laughs> i remember saying that when i was a little kid and my parents thought it was the most brilliant thing <laughs> and i probably had no idea we had him very close and it was it was good it was good huh mm -hmm. there's we have some video shots of james Referring to Jonathan as his baby, my baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> huh, that hasn't happened for a long time. No. Yeah. That's the picture of James coming around the bases with Jonathan. So I know it's hard for the listeners to see this, but you see the joy in both faces. And, and James is, is probably more sincere than I've ever seen. <laughs> our coach pretty much stopped the whole game in like the last inning or so and he said we have a special batter that's gonna hit he asked Jonathan to come up to the plate and as well as myself and I helped him hit and we ran around the bases and the other team just made a bunch of errors on purpose and it was just really cool because we we got a home run and he was just laughing and having a blast. It was certainly different than you know my friends who had siblings without disabilities. Um, there's you can't well, I, guess, I wouldn't say you can't do a lot of things, but there's certainly restrictions. Um, not every place is accessible, and the wheelchair is pretty heavy to pick up. He has disabilities. There's obvious that's an obvious thing about him. Um, he has Down syndrome and cerebral palsy. Um, a lot of the younger kids would kind of stare, and they because they don't know what what Jonathan's all about, and and obviously I kind of I was a little concerned with that as being a little kid I didn't really know how to how to react to it but now obviously as I'm older it doesn't I could care less he's and Jonathan's Jonathan and he's I don't look at him 
any other way. Well, he's just a normal guy to me, so. <laughs> you ready for a couple questions? Yes or no? Yeah, okay. Jonathan, can I just ask you some questions, or would you like to get your tablet, your communication device? You want to get that microphone, don't you? That would that would hurt Miss Karen's ears <laughs> if you did that. Yeah. I can put the he you can wear my headphones if you want. Do you want to try the headphones? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. okay. Here. All right. I'm gonna hold them in place because you move your head too much. Okay. And now, can you hear me? How does that sound? It sounds pretty good. It's pretty clear. I just guess. talking, talking, talking. Yep, this is what it sounds like when I interview people. Are you into it? <laughs> I can't tell. What do you think? Are you, is it, is it, is it cool? Yes? Do you no? like it? Yes or no? No? No, okay. not into it. Okay. okay. Well, let's take them off. Then. Okay. I still have, and will have to come to grips with the idea of other people caring for him. And that is probably my biggest hurdle that I need to overcome because nobody's gonna do it like I have been. Are they gonna make sure that he has enough to eat and drink because he will refuse to drink even though he needs to drink, you know, so you have to be creative. It's just, yeah. <laughs> the things we have to think about. Huh. My parents kind of sat down with me and talked about, oh, if something ever happened to us, um, obviously I don't want to think about something happening to them, but um, they asked me if I would take part in guardianship, and I said, sure. I think for the most part I handle it pretty well. I think when it comes to surfaces, when there's another major thing that is taken away. And um, Jonathan turned 18. So in the world of caring for someone with his challenges, you prepare for that next stage in life and what that means for someone as involved in Jonathan. It means guardianship and taking away his rights to make sure that he's cared for. And this next week, we have a court, court appearance to do just that. It's another piece that says that Jonathan is significantly different. So instead of going to Italy, we're going to France. <laughs> Jonathan, 
are, are you using that as a, as a metaphor? Or are you? It's, it's, it's a metaphor. It was a poem that was given to us eons ago. When you have a child and you, you know, you know that you're going to have a child and then all of a sudden you have a child that has multiple needs and so it just takes you from one journey to another journey. <laughs> I guess that's that's kind of what's in the back of my head. What what will happen if I were to ever take full guardianship over him? But hopefully, I'd be in a position to, if something did ever happen to my parents or something like that, I'd be in the position, a good position, to do whatever I need to do to take care of Jonathan, make sure he gets what he needs. Sure, it would be him hanging out with his buddies in a, in a home somewhere. I think that's what he would want most. And of course, have, having the, the aides that he likes to be around, having some cool people to be around and just that really care about him, that would be the most ideal thing. So yeah, that's kind of our long-term plan in a nutshell, <laughs> how we get there. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Is it a good idea? Is it a good plan? Yes or no? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> see photos and hear other episodes of Exited, visit our website, exitedpodcast.org. If you've enjoyed Exited, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes. It helps other people find out about the podcast. You can reach us on Twitter using hashtag ExitedPodcast or find us on that website. I'm Karen Chikurji. Thank you so much for listening. Exited is produced by Veronica Volk and me, Denise Young is our executive editor. Juan Vasquez is our digital producer. Melinda Ruitt is our photo intern. Elisa Orlando is the senior vice president of television and news. Our news director is Randy Gorman. Exited is a production of the Inclusion Desk at WXXI. The Inclusion Desk is funded in part by the Golisano Foundation, supporting Move to Include programming on WXXI and working toward a more inclusive community. This program is a production of WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.